Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. After the Apocalypse, a pandemic survival story. Season 1, Episode 11, Service. Bill the dog watched as a man he had brought into the house bent over and touched his fingers to the throat of the corporal. Bill let the man touch the corporal. He knew the man was trying to help, but Bill also knew that the corporal was gone. He could smell that the body was without life. He knew death when he smelled it. He had smelled death many times when he and the corporal were deployed. In the war, that the corporal was gone worried Bill. The corporal was his man. The corporal was Bill's reason, Bill's mission, and Bill's duty. He was not sure what to do. Bill was worried. Without the corporal, he was unsure of his purpose. He was unsure of this new man, here in the corporal's house, touching the corporal's body. He had brought this man here to help the corporal, but it was too late. The life breath was gone now. The man smelled of sadness now. He dropped his pack, slouched to the linoleum floor, reached over and hugged Bill to him, a long, full embrace. Bill could feel the man's sorrow and anger and loss. He could smell the man's worry through the myriad of smells in the kitchen. Bill leaned into the man, accepted his embrace. Humans needed closeness at times, and right now Bill was not adverse to physical closeness and comfort in worrying times. After a long minute of being close, Bill sensed the man's tension drain. The man relaxed, released his hug, and got to his feet with a grunt. Bill watched and listened and smelled like he had been trained to do. Bill was trained to use his senses to read a situation, to read people, to sense threats and opportunities. It was his job. The man checked the corporal again. The man sighed and looked around. Bill watched. The man went to the living room and pulled the American flag from the wall. Bill shifted a bit, uncomfortably. How much latitude should he give this man with the corporal's home and the corporal's things? He followed the man as he walked around the house, checking the rooms, not too close, but close enough to observe and close enough to act if necessary as he was trained to do. The man found the corporal's uniform and medals in the bedroom and brought them out to the main room. The man draped a flag like a blanket, carefully and respectfully over the corporal. Not the corporal, Bill thought. What was the corporal? The corporal was gone. The man talked a lot. Bill could not tell if the man was talking to Bill or to himself. He knew some of the words and listened. Bill watched. 
Bill stayed ready for those words that he knew were commands. Bill watched as a man went to the corporal's photo on the table near the couch. Good-looking kid, the man said, maybe to Bill, and placed the picture on top of the flag, on top of the corporal's body. As he placed the photo, the man bowed his head and said, Sorry, kid, and thank you for your service. Bill's ear pricked. He knew that word, service. Bill's life was service. He had been selected as a puppy for his ability to serve. He had served well. He had spent long months being trained with the corporal, living with him, eating with him, working with him, drilling with him. They had deployed together. Bill and the corporal had done their duty in the war. If not for Bill, the corporal would not have made it out alive. Many others would have died, too, if not for Bill and his training, if not for Bill's service. The man was now looking through the corporal's old roll-top desk in the corner. Bill was not sure if this was right, but he watched until he could tell or, or was told otherwise. The man shuffled through some papers, looked at photos of Bill and the corporal. Lance Corporal Rick O'Neill and his military dog, Sergeant Bill, Outpost Lima 6, Camp Leatherneck, the man read out loud. The man turned to look at Bill, who was more intent now. Bill knew the man was talking to him and waited to understand what was being said. Sergeant, I think that means you're an officer, Bill, a non-com. Bill did not answer, but understood his name. I think military dogs always outrank their handlers, right? Something about ensuring that they are treated well. The man put down a photo and picked up a manual. Department of the Navy, military dog training manual. He looked at Bill again with a question in his eyes. Huh? You a sailor? He paged through the manual some more. Ah, no. A Marine. Bill knew that word and shifted up even straighter in his stance. Well, Marine Sergeant Bill, thank you for your service. The man said with a grin and a wink, rolling up the manual, saluting Bill with it and sticking it in his back pocket. I never served in the military anyhow, but I appreciate you guys. The man turned back to the papers and spoke some more. I guess when your tour was done, you came home home with him, to take care of him after the war. The man approached Bill and began scratching Bill's head. What are we going to do with you? I don't need a dog, but I can't leave a Marine alone in a house with a dead man. For all I know, you're a damn war hero. The man looked out the window. He seemed to be thinking, It's too late now, but in the morning... You and I will give Corporal O'Neill here a decent burial, and then we'll figure out what to do next. Bill watched the man lay out on the corporal's couch and cover up with a corporal's blanket. The smells of the two men were beginning to mix. Bill was not sure he liked that. He settled in to watch. The man dropped into a snoring slumber. Bill considered this new man. Was this his new partner? Was this his duty now? Bill had not decided. He watched this new man sleep. 
Bill stood watch as he had always done. Early the next day, as the sun was just breaking through the edge of the morning's darkness, the man stirred from his slumber on the couch. Bill lay prone, still watching, alert. The man rolled into an upright position, rubbed his eyes, and looked around. The blanket slouched to the floor. The man jumped a bit when he saw Bill watching him. The man spoke in a fuzzy morning croak. Jeez, Bill, do you ever go off duty? It's a bit creepy, you know. Bill watched. Bill listened. Bill did not answer. Oh, that was a good sleep, though. Haven't slept that well in a couple of weeks. Maybe having a guardian angel is a good thing, the man continued. The man switched into that sing-song voice that humans often use with dogs and babies. Huh, buddy? You, my guardian angel, guard dog? Yes, you are. Bill did not know if this required an answer, but he gave the man a tail wag and dipped his big head in acknowledgement. Okay, boss. I bet you had to pee. The old man continued talking. I have to pee. What say we get a good pee in, eat something, and get this day started? Bill thumped his tail on the floor. The man walked to the door. Bill followed. They went outside and peed on the front lawn together. The morning was cool. Bill heard wild turkeys waking up in the roosts and warbling in the dawn. Bill followed the man back inside. The man found Bill's big bowl and filled it with Bill's food. The man tossed a loose kibble to Bill, and Bill snapped it out of the air. <laughs> the man laughed. You're a special one, you are. The man found himself some food in the corporal's cupboards and ate as well. When the man was done, he sighed and stretched a bit. Okay, Bill, let's give the corporal a decent burial. The man went to the shed and found a shovel. Bill watched as the man spit in his hands and slowly began working the spade into the red dirt of the side lawn. As the morning passed, the hole got deeper and the pile of soil higher. The man took breaks to drink water and eat. He wiped his face with a dish towel from the corporal's kitchen. The man continued to talk. The man's talking came in a river of words that seemed to be more intended to make noise than to convey orders. I'm not as young as I used to be, and I'm really not cut out for this kind of work. But it has to be done, and I'm the one who has to do it, unless using a shovel is another one of your tricks. When he wasn't talking to Bill, the man would talk to himself and seemed troubled. Bill sensed this, sensed the man's troubled mind. Something was broken with this man. Other times the man would sing or hum. Bill watched and listened and sensed and studied the man. Eventually, the man stopped digging and considered the hole. That's as good as we're going to get, Bill. It's not perfect, but it's what we got. The man rubbed his lower back and limped a bit up the ramp and back into the house. Bill followed. The man set the photo of the corporal on the counter and carefully folded the flag and placed it there as well. The man made a neat pile out of the folded flag, the uniform with its medals and white hat, and the framed photo of the young Marine. Bill watched as the man grabbed the handles of the wheelchair like he had done this a thousand times. Bill 
let out a low growl and tensed. Should he let this man do this? The man stopped and looked at him, puzzled. Bill was not sure if this was right or not. He knew he was supposed to protect the corporal, but something about the corporal was no longer there. He was not sure what he was supposed to do now. He sensed the man was not a threat, but he was not sure if this was right. The man took his hands off the chair slowly and spoke directly to Bill using the authority voice that humans use when they wanted you to do something. Listen, Marine, I'm not going to hurt anything here. I'm doing the right thing. We're doing the right thing. Stand down, Marine. Bill recognized the voice of authority and sat, erect and tight, contrite, but still wary. Now come with me. I need your help. You're his best friend, I'm guessing, so you have to help me pay respects. The man resumed maneuvering the wheelchair out of the house and down the ramp to the open grave. Bill followed, head low, and watched uneasily. Gently, slowly, the man lifted the body of the corporal into the grave. Gently, slowly, respectfully, he tucked the flag, uniform, medals, and the photo into the grave. Purposefully, he stood and called to Bill. Marine, come here. Bill came and sat uneasily. It's time to say goodbye, my friend, the man said with a tired look. Bill took a step into the hole and nosed around the flag-covered body of the corporal. He smelled the fresh dirt smells, mixing with the dead smells, and he was unsettled. The man closed his eyes and moved his right hand up and down then back and forth across his chest. They stayed like that for some long minutes. Man praying, dog silent and watching. Eventually, the man opened his eyes, mouthed the word, Amen, and got to work again with the shovel. Bill climbed out and began to pace nervously at the edge. Bill did not feel right. He felt like he had lost something. He felt like there was something he needed to do, but did not know what it was. Bill was anxious. He whined low and forlorn. He let small, plaintive bark squeeze out, despite his training to hold fast in the face of death and loss. I know, buddy, I know, the old man said consolingly as he packed the dirt down with a flat of the shovel. Let's go wash up. We'll head out in the morning. The man lowered himself to one knee and looked deep into Bill's eyes. Bill felt a connection then. We'll figure this out, brother. You have to trust me. We'll figure this out together. With that, Bill followed his new man into the house. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week 
Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/achieve today. Hello my friends and welcome back to the apocalypse. This is Chris, your apocalyptic cruise director. And today's episode is brought to you by my friend Anne, who is a writer and owns a social media marketing company. And she contributed to my Patreon page, which you can too at Patreon forward slash After the Apocalypse, all one word. You can find links to all Anne's stuff here in the show notes. I'll stick them in. And if you want to sponsor a show, I'll put your links in the Apocalypse as well. So I'm usually pretty good about putting links in the notes to anyone or anything I'm I'm talking about here. If I reference someone or something like a movie or an author or a book, I'll typically put a link to it so you can find it out there on the interwebs in the apocalypse. I also post the episode scripts and all this stuff for members on the Patreon page as well. And I'm in this for the long haul, but could sure use your help. We're closing in on, what, 2,000 listeners, which I know is a drop in the bucket. But with your help, we'll grow. Leave a review, tell a friend, let's keep it going. We added 10 listeners from Japan. Domo arigato, my friends. I, I have worked in Japan, but that's another story. And we added Denmark and Finland and Puerto Rico. And I've been to Denmark. I've been to Puerto Rico. I don't think I've been to Finland. So there's something to look forward to. I think there's somewhere around 170 to 190 countries in the world, depending on how you count them. So we can get all of them, all those countries listening to us in the apocalypse. Feel free to reach out to me with any ideas or suggestions. I'd love to hear from you. My email is cyktrussell, two s's, two l's, at gmail.com. When I first told Anne about this new project I was working on, she said, well, that's nice, Chris, but that's really not my cup of tea, this science fiction stuff. And then she surprised me with her Patreon contribution, so I asked her what changed her mind, and she said she loved KJ, KJ the killer, so I consider that a success. Now, did you like this week's attempt to see the world through Build the Dog's Eyes? So if I can make Anne like one of my female characters, maybe I can make you like my canine friend, Bill. So the other thing I'd be interested in is some feedback, right? Give me some feedback. How's the length of the show? You know, I'm purposely keeping these episodes to a shortish 2,000-word chapter or so. And I'm curious how those string together in the narrative as you're listening to them. I mean, do you binge listen through three at a time? Or is it long enough to have you looking forward to the next one? 
I'd like to release more frequently than every two weeks, but I need some traction to do that. So keep reviewing and forwarding. You know, hit me up on Patreon. Let's see if we can get some acceleration. And things are going to continue to get exciting here in the apocalypse. So let me know if you need anything. And thank you for listening. And keep surviving. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.